Welcome to the second part of the mindsets that can ruin your life series. And here is a warning. This could be a little triggering for some of you listening as facing the reality of this mindset can feel tough at first. But I have to say, it could be one of the best things you do this year. Now, one could argue that the victim mindset is the most toxic of them all. And for me, looking back at my past, do you know what? It certainly felt like it has held me back and it made life much more difficult than it needed to be. Though to be fair, I did learn a lot from it. So in a sense, it was a powerful learning experience which helped wake me up. But first of all, though, I had to become not only aware of this mindset existing, but also admit that I had become trapped in it. And as part of the growth mindset, the victim mindset can emerge at any time. But awareness is the key. And if you really want to know more about the victim mindset, what to do about it so you can set yourself free, then keep on listening. Welcome to the Mindset Change Podcast. And I'm your mindset coach, Paul Shepard. You have an incredible mind, and despite its struggles, it's more than capable of helping you create the life you truly want to live. Your mindset is one of your most valuable resources you have. It needs protecting, cultivating, and expanding to help you achieve anything that you set your sights on. Dan Sullivan, founder of Strategic Coach, says, All progress starts with telling the truth. And to move on from the victim mindset, we have to be radically honest how it shows up, how we have to take 100% responsibility for it, and how we can help it evolve into a more empowered mindset. Be clear that there is nothing to be ashamed of from having a victim mindset. Let's start there. Though your conditioned mind, the ego, can have plenty to say about that. Your ego holds the victim mindset as a belief system in how reality works, that you have been wronged and that you will continue to be wronged in some way. And this mindset often is at the center of anxiety disorders, depression, and burnout. These are extremely common for those trapped within the victim mindset. And look, you are not alone in struggling with this type of mindset, with this type of thinking. But what makes you different, what makes you listening to this different, is the willingness to show up, to listen to this podcast, to do the mindset change to help yourself heal, raise your consciousness and become lighter. You wouldn't be here otherwise. And on that note, if you are serious about continuing your mindset change work for this year and have not yet subscribed, then show yourself that you are taking 100% responsibility and press that little plus button in your app. In Apple, it's at the top of the screen. I'm not sure what app you're using, but do follow so you can be notified when the next episode in this series is out and you can continue doing the work to help yourself keep evolving. Now, there are some great podcasts out there that offer a lot of great advice. The thing is, as great as that is, 95% of your brain's activity is in the subconscious. So you will find in my podcast 
meditations and hypnosis sessions to work deeper into your mind from the advice, from the strategies, from the tools that I am sharing with you. You're a smart person, but have you noticed that you kind of know a lot of this stuff, but yet can't seem to find a way to make it your reality, to make it habitual, to create the changes you're looking for? Well, that's what those meditation and hypnosis sessions are for. Now I'm on a mission to help as many of you as I can create your best 2023 yet. So there is some exciting news at the end of this episode, which you might be interested in. So keep on listening. So let's jump straight back to giving you some signs that you may be unconsciously caught up in a victim mindset. Remember that you are much more than this mindset, which is a trick from the ego to try and keep you safe in some way. It really is an outdated program which needs upgrading. Do you know, we upgrade our phones more than we upgrade ourselves, which is ridiculous, right? If you listen to this episode and you think, there's a lot here, it's really resonating, but I'm not sure how I can get rid of this victim mindset, then do reach out via the show notes and I will guide you from there. These signs, you won't do these all at a time, But just note what seems to be a common feature for you. Number one, feeling like the world is against you. You're the odd one out. Everyone else seems to be in a club. They're doing all right. But somehow you didn't manage to get in. Number two, you feel stressed or anxious about bad things happening to you in your future, despite no evidence that they actually would. Number three, you often avoid taking responsibility and are quick to blame others for what's not working in your life. Number four, you can feel intolerant to anything which feels inconvenient to you. Number six, road rage, angry at others who cross you, who struggle to forgive and you hold on to those grudges. Number seven, you can feel unlucky as if life doesn't seem to go quite right for you. Number eight, you can be jealous of other people's successes. Number nine, you negatively and unfairly compare yourself with other people. Number 10, You feel as if you can't do anything right. Number 11. You have a habit of ignoring your emotional needs and can be a bit of a people pleaser. Number 12. You enjoy sharing tragedy with other people. You enjoy a good old gossip. Number 13. You keep focusing on your limitations rather than your abilities and skills. 14. You beat yourself up regularly. You criticize yourself. You're hard on yourself. 15. You're isolating yourself more and retreating from life. 16. Failure is devastating. It's not an option. And for you, it might not be a learning curve. 
16. You sabotage the good things to keep a form of familiar struggle in your life. I think a lot of you might be able to relate to that. And 17, your identity seems to have formed and is based on your past trauma. And lastly, you don't feel you have enough time. You're always rushing, always trying to compact things into your day, leaving you feeling inadequate, a failure, because you simply couldn't get around to doing everything that was on your to-do list. And that last one, it's interesting. You can keep adding on to your to-do list all of these things, struggle to do them, beat yourself up, and then that keeps that struggle in your life. Interesting, isn't it? You, I hear it all the time when I'm talking to clients. Yeah, I'm adding too much to my to-do list. Why? Oh, I'm not sure. Is it because there's some part of you maybe that is trying to keep an element of struggle in your life because that's what you're familiar with. And for some of my clients, that's a light bulb moment. I wonder if you're experiencing something similar. Now I remember a while ago when I was in training and I came across a victim mindset and I had that big, oh my God, what moment. This is me. This is how I see the world at times. And this is too dominant in my life. And I've been doing this for as long as I can remember. I felt embarrassed. I even pictured the victim mindset part of me as this weak, whiny individual who was being a crybaby. But that also was my victim mindset in action. There it was, judging away, making me feel bad about myself. So it's important you become aware of that judgment. If you're doing that towards yourself, is this that mindset in action? For me, admitting that I'd fallen into a victim mindset woke me up and empowered me to take action. It was incredibly humbling to realize I was experiencing reality from the perspective of a victim. But what was quite brilliant was that I also learned it wasn't my fault. I had been conditioned this way. And you know what? It's not your fault either. Despite what the ego may say, love's a bit of blame. We have been conditioned by people, experiences, situations, and culture into having this mindset, that is what the ego is. And the truth shall set us free. We have to wake up though, and we have to take responsibility or it will continue on autopilot to be dominant in our lives, distorting the way we see reality. We have to wake up, we have to take responsibility, we have to help it evolve and heal. It's not the enemy. What we resist persists. So we have to accept that we have this victim mindset as part of our human experience. So how do you know when you're slipping into the victim mindset? I can tell because I feel resistance. I can feel tension 
inside. That tension comes from how we see the world. If we're seeing it through the distorted lens of someone waiting for something bad to happen, of course, we're going to trigger the tension, which is the sympathetic nervous system. It's part of our flight or fight response. In this state of mind, we don't flow with life. We struggle. Life feels harder as if we're trying to push against something in the air, which is resisting us. Remember, we are matter and energy in a universe made of energy and matter. And maybe our goal is to flow more easily within the universe by releasing old trauma, which creates mindsets like the victim mindset. Notice how much lighter we feel when we work on changing our mindsets, when we are healing, when we are growing. There's a synchronicity that happens for us when we are in alignment with ourselves and life just seems to flow. We feel at our best and we can feel lucky. We seem to attract the good things in our lives. And on a separate note, the more I access flow states, which I will go into in another episode, and you can look them up how to access them. There's a lot of information all over the web on how to do this. The more I access flow states in my day, so I set time aside for this, I cannot tell you how easy the day seems to flow for me. Yes, there's still things that are brought up for me to release and let go of so I can keep healing and evolving, but it feels like the world is right. It's a strange feeling to feel like you are flowing with the universe in a way which seems to guide you, direct you, bring things to you to enhance your experience of this life. Because notice how much heavier we feel when we don't know how to heal, when we don't know how to change. So our choices might be to numb ourselves to our pain because it can feel overwhelming. And when I say numbing, we might use food, drugs, drink, escapism, into screens, anything to avoid how we're feeling. But I don't think that's the wrong thing. I know this sounds odd, but the beauty of feeling tense, feeling heavy and out of alignment is a golden opportunity to heal and to move a step closer to being back in flow, aligned experiencing synchronicity. If that doesn't happen, then your trauma will park itself and come back to you another time over and over until you seek help or find a way to let it go. Letting go takes you into more alignment, synchronicity and flow. And it's so empowering. I cannot tell you. But we have to do the work. But it's worth it. It really is worth it. So in a journal, or even as you're going for a walk, however you want to do it, you can ask yourself a question or a series of questions to begin to explore what's really going on with you. Let's move to a place of radical honesty. Here's the question. How am I complicit in creating the conditions I say I don't want? It's a powerful question, isn't it? Do take time to think about it because it could empower you to make that mindset shift from being the victim to taking ownership. 
becoming empowered. Journaling for me is an essential part of self-mastery. But I know for some of my clients, it's been difficult because inner child, child ego state, finds it boring, doesn't want to do it, resisting, sees it as homework, whatever. That victim mindset kicks in and can prevent someone finding out what's really going on with themselves because it wants to keep the struggle. Don't let that happen. So if you're not journaling yet, then I would certainly think about it, especially if this episode is resonating with you and you want this year to be different for yourself. Through journaling, you'll get to know you and become more aware of your emotional needs, which for people in victim mode usually are not being met. Okay, let's take this a little further because I want to help you develop your awareness as awareness is the key. And I'm going to introduce you to something which once you learn it, you'll never unlearn it. You'll see this everywhere, especially when it comes to recognizing the victim mindset. Clients tell me that this was a big game changer for them. You may have heard of it, but I'm going to introduce you to the drama triangle. Now, I remember when I first saw this. So Stephen Cartman in the 60s came up with this infamous drama triangle. And when I saw it, my jaw dropped open because it described what I was doing perfectly. So I'd like you to imagine an upside down triangle with the word victim at the lowest point. The word rescuer on the far right of the triangle point and the word persecutor on the left point. So we've got victim, rescuer, persecutor. Sound familiar? These are the three roles of the drama triangle. And when we're in a victim mindset, we can move around the triangle from one role to another. But the prize, but the goal is to get back to the victim mindset. So I'll give you a personal example. Um, for me, I was a victim to anxiety, panic attacks, bullies and trauma. And I saw these as my persecutors. Life was my persecutor. In fact, um, I persecuted myself. I would tell myself this story that I felt that everyone else belonged to a club, that I wasn't allowed in. I felt it was unfair. I was focusing on there must be something really wrong with me. And I developed a real hatred for unfairness. I then became the persecutor, getting angry, defensive and attacking people who I felt were being unfair. I was demanding justice quite a lot. All under the guise that I thought it was the right thing to do. And I would use terms like, I'm just being honest. I'm just saying it as it is. And even say, I'm just saying what we're all probably thinking without even knowing what other people were actually thinking. And we often use these things as a badge of honour. And you can see that playing out in the media. There seems to be a worshipping of celebrities who just say what they think. And what we're actually experiencing is a person who hasn't got prefrontal cortex control. 
There's a lack of ability there. So there's no thinking and processing about what they're actually thinking. They're just saying it. Which, of course, is going to really resonate with other people who have got similar traumas and also do the same thing. And it validates that what they're doing is right as well. And we end up with this toxic mess all around us with people who have a low emotional IQ shouting very loudly and making their opinions heard, which can even affect the policies in government and how the world works today. And things like Facebook are full of people who are expressing their trauma from their victim mindsets, from their resistant mindsets, out into the world and wanting validation. And then we've got the rescuer. Well, this is what I did. Uh, For me, I tried to people please. Do you recognize that in yourself? Are you a people pleaser? You know, feels good to help others, doesn't it? If someone was struggling, I could empathize. But here's where it got a little bit wrong. I would try to swoop in to help. And sometimes, of course, this would be welcome. But it can also be disempowering to the other person. So often, I was ignoring the needs of the other person because I was too busy being in rescuer mode. And you know what? If the same level of help didn't come back, then I could go back to being the victim, resentful. Well, where was my help? So I got to keep the struggle, which after years of being conditioned to live a life of struggle, was now more familiar and comfortable to me than living a life of peace, of calm. I kept finding ways to go back to being the victim and the rescuer role was one way to do just that. Can you recognize when you are being the rescuer, the victim, or the persecutor? I would journal on that and ask yourself, when do these show up? When are they triggered? What happens? What do you want to do instead? Be radically honest in what they are doing to you. What are the consequences? If you do want a recommended resource about how to break free of the drama triangle, there's a book of the same name by Barry and Janae Weinhold. Odd in places, I have to admit, but it gets to the point and it's a very quick read. If you have a victim mindset and you're wandering around the triangle to rescuer and persecutor, and you're doing that quite a lot, it's worth looking back at, were you always like this? Did this come from when you were very, very young? Or has something happened for this to become your reality? Or were there a series of things in your past which compounded into the victim mindset beginning to form and take hold? For example, I don't believe I was always like that. I do have memories when I was very small. I seemed okay. There was something about me which was happy-go-lucky, positive, confident. But at some point, I think as I got older, I began to struggle more with the people around me 
And I went from seeing the universe, my reality as a friendly place to be, to one where it was unfriendly. And that was what it did for me. But that wasn't my fault. I think from being bullied, um, struggling within my family, struggles at school, I think my nervous system was put into flight or fight responses far too often. And that happy-go-lucky me was worn down because a hypervigilant state began to become too dominant, which then led to me developing an anxiety disorder. The more pressure there is on your nervous system from, say, poor lifestyle habits, not taking sleep seriously, unhealed trauma, maybe doing too much, the more pressure there is, you're going to trigger that hypervigilant state And it's much easier to slip into that victim mode because your brain is looking for, well, where's the danger? Hard to see life in a helpful and positive way to see the opportunities and potential that you could take advantage of if you're hypervigilant. And wandering around that triangle from victim to rescuer to persecutor, trying to negotiate with life on autopilot will feed into the idea that the world and your reality is a dangerous place. And until you wake up, this is how life can be for you for years. But we both know you are waking up. You will see and hear these two words everywhere as your subconscious mind guides you to the resources to do just that. There is a part of you that is incredibly powerful and it wants to wake up and it wants to guide you to create the life you truly want to live. It wants you to flow. It wants you to be in synchronicity. That urge, that pull will keep on until you get the message because life absolutely sucks when the negatively conditioned ego on autopilot is running our life. So keep up the momentum, subscribe, listen to podcasts, resources, books, do the training to wake up. That reminds me of, I was watching this with my partner's son who'd never seen The Matrix and they thought it would be cool. So we're watching this film and there was one character who wanted to go back into the Matrix as being awake felt too difficult, too exhausting for him. He would rather dream his life away on autopilot than be the creator of a new one. And the challenge for us is to evolve and grow beyond that part that wants to go back to sleep to enjoy life by being more awake. In David Emerald's book, TED, The Empowerment Dynamic, he talks about the antidote to the drama triangle. So instead of being the victim, you become the creator of your life. You are the artist. Your life is a blank canvas and you can, in the present moment, choose to wake up. Be aware and train your mind in how to respond to what is going on around you instead of unconsciously reacting. Here's a fact, and I love pointing out this fact. It excites me. I feel so abundant and passionate 
when I tap into this thought, this mindset. Because right now, there are infinite timelines leading to infinite possibilities of how your life could turn out. So think about it. On some of the timelines in front of you, imagine all these lines stretching away from you that each decision takes you on to a different timeline. And on some of those timelines in your future, you are living your best life. You are living the life you truly want to live. You are fully in flow. Life is full of synchronicities, possibilities, potential. All from being awake and choosing to respond to life instead of being more reactive to life. And it awaits us all. But you have to choose to consciously choose to be the creator. And instead of being the rescuer, be the coach in your life. Ask questions, be curious, encourage and empower yourself and others to help yourself and them grow. We get a lot of joy out of helping others, not rescuing them, empowering them. And instead of being the persecutor, be the challenger in your life. Be radically honest. No judging or attacking, but question. Don't accept the ego's version of reality. Explore and be truthful. Remember that if your conditioned ego is too used to a struggle program, a struggle program which keeps the victim mindset, then you can subconsciously sabotage your life to keep that level of struggle in your reality. That is a big aha moment for a lot of people because they'll ask themselves, why do I make things difficult for myself? Why do I not do the things which I know if I did them would enhance my life, would make me feel good? Like go to the gym, meditate, eat well. Why do I leave things to the last moment and then get really stressed as I have this incoming looming deadline, which is making me feel quite anxious. Well, one of the theories is that the struggle program is something that you are facilitating, you're colluding with, and this is how you are creating your reality. One which feeds the idea that you need struggle because peace, calm, flow, being in synchronicity, being in alignment is too alien for you. You want resistance unconsciously. So it's time to think about how can you set yourself free from that this year. Of course, logically, you want a happier life, but your subconscious mind, your ego may have other plans. So self-awareness is the key to being able to notice the victim mindset at play. I'll keep stressing that. I've kept mentioning it throughout this episode. And the more you become aware of it, Brilliantly, you will rewire your mind with the help of neuroplasticity to change the way you begin to experience this mindset. When you feel the tension within, tell yourself instantly, click your fingers, wake up, wake up and begin to do a simple process to help that tension be released. Let's ABC it. ABC to be victim mindset free. So accept the victim mindset when you notice it, accept the tension, be awake, be aware, breathe 
into it. Let's trigger the parasympathetic nervous system to tell the brain you are safe. Then choose your next step. Some options could be just to remind yourself that you are the creator. You're not a victim. I'm not a victim. I am the creator. Tell yourself to surrender. Remember, I surrender. There's nothing to resist. Be curious. Be compassionate. These are great options because these change the victim mindset state of mind. Ask yourself, how can I let this tension go? Maybe label it as the victim mindset, as old trauma. Maybe even reframe it and feel grateful as when it shows up, it's a chance to heal so that you can flow with life in a healthier and happier way. Choose your strategy. Why is choice so important? Because the moment you realize you have choice with your victim mindset, you hand control over from the emotional brain, the limbic system, to your prefrontal cortex. This is where you are the creator, where you have the power. Now, I know how hard it is to work with this type of mindset, to help it heal, to help it evolve. I had help. Don't let your ego try to stop you from getting the right help to make it easier to let this mindset go. Remember, it may try to convince you to do it all by yourself so that you get to keep that familiar level of struggle. I recommend getting help to do this. And if you can reach out to a therapist or coach, shaman or whatever, anyone you think would help you become aware of this victim mindset and provide you with some healing tools, please explore. But if you are interested in joining my new WhatsApp community, which is forming, and the new online group coaching tests I am starting very soon, then please send me an email from the show notes and I can send you details when they are ready. Um, but if you do prefer one-to-one -one coaching because you want something more specific, then please do reach out uh, to me from the show notes. We can do one-to-one -one coaching. I'm still having a small number of clients work with me, which is really, really lovely. We can do that online or in person. If you happen to be near Brighton in the UK, then great. I offer a free consultation. It's about 30 minutes and we can go from there. So there's a lot to take in from this and I know it can be quite triggering for some of you but I want to say thank you very much for listening to the very end. It meant that you are serious, that you are making a commitment to yourself. Uh, thank you for spending your time and energy with me and please today if you can really do think about how this victim mindset shows up, journal about it, um, stay awake today. Be present, be aware, and do whatever you can to make today an incredible day. Mm -hmm.